Welcome to Nuria's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nudia's Mastermind. I am here with a longtime friend and more like family, um, Crystal Nyman. Welcome to the show today. Thanks, Nudia. It's I'm delighted to have you. Not only have I known you for years, but you're someone that is very inspiring to me. And like, you just killed it, not only in the business world, but like with your big heart and the way you give back. And so we're going to have some fun today. Yes, we will. Um, Guys, so I met Crystal through my best friend, Christy. They're cousins. And so uh, back in the day, we used to hang out all the time, like in our early, well, mine and Christy's early, early twenties. And Crystal, I'm older, I'm much older, <laughs> not much, but if, I just always felt like you were almost like the older sister that could help us maneuver through our, you know, being early twenties. Yeah. Like we, you don't know what you're doing. So it was like, <laughs> let's get Crystal's advice. So we would hang out all the time. We got to know each other that way a lot. And you and Christy are super close. And yeah. so that's how I met Crystal to begin with. So we just reconnected. Um, we hadn't seen each other for a lot of years, but you uh, you reached out because you're doing this amazing project to give back to the community. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are such a go-getter. You've succeeded at high levels in your business. And I think it's so empowering and inspiring to other women out there that they can create the life that they desire. So um, Crystal, the mic is yours. We'd love to hear about your story of success. So share. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Nudia. And I've just, you've always had a special place in my heart ever since I've known you. I've just loved you and your personality and your, your big heart of helping other people. So Aww, thank you. Yes. Thank you. So thanks for having me today. I, um, uh, I am passionate about um, being able to work for myself right? I'm definitely an entrepreneur and have been for years. And that started actually after I had my son almost 23 years ago. And I was working for a bank and I didn't want to keep working when, once I had my little boy, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to be home and be a mom. And I didn't want somebody else to raise him. And I know sometimes it's not feasible to, to stay at home and we have to leave and go to work. Um, and so um, I applaud wherever you're at in your journey as a mom or as a woman. But for me, I, it was kind of a critical moment for in my life where I decided to start thinking outside the box. And what could I do to still earn money from home? Hmm. And, you know, that was, I mean, almost 20 years ago, three years ago, it was kind of, it wasn't really this major concept of working from home at that point. So yeah. I had a girlfriend that said, Hey, why don't you just teach piano lessons? You teach, you know how to, like, oh, I've never taught piano lessons. She goes, you've played since you were a little girl. You just, you'll know how. So I said, okay. So I got a piano and I started teaching piano lessons, right? That was my That's first cool. little endeavor as an entrepreneur. And then I had another girlfriend who came to me and say, Hey, will you host a discovery toys party? This is our educational toys and books for kids. I said, sure. I just have this new little baby. I want, you know, the best for him. And so I held this party. And then afterwards she, this little home party. And afterwards she said, Hey, why don't you come and do this with me? I was like, no, I don't want to do that. No. Hey. And she's like, yes, you'd be so good. She talked me into it. So I did it for a little while. Needless to say, as I'm teaching piano lessons and I'm holding discovery toy parties, <laughs> then also Christie's Christie's brother, my, my other cousin who's Christie's brother he was racing professional racing at the time yeah Jeremy Jeremy yeah he came down to Delta at that time and where I was living and 
he had uh, this friend, these friends come to watch him race. And it was a couple. And this guy was driving a really nice car. And in Delta, you don't see those cars very much, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you so, don't have any Lambos in Delta? <laughs> no, nope, no Lambos. Um, and so I was curious. I'm like, what, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And he's like, I'm a mortgage broker. And I was like, hmm, well, can you teach me? Like, I, how do I become a loan officer? And he's like, yeah, you can just start working for me. And I said, okay, well, what do I do? And he said, just tell people you're a loan officer. And I was like, okay, like, I don't need to go to school. I don't need training, whatever. Back then you didn't even have to have a license. So I just started telling people that I was doing loans. I was, you know, being a loan officer and got my first deal. It was the, my most difficult deal I've ever had oh, in my wow. life. Right. Um, I processed my own stuff. I, it was, it was definitely an initiation into that business for me. I didn't even know or don't remember that you were like in the real estate industry. Yeah. I think because it was like, feels like it's been so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, But yeah, I started that when, you know, while I was teaching piano and doing the discovery toys, toys, I started that. Okay. And I, yeah, I, that's when I really started to learn the, the loan business and and that became like kind of the bread and butter for, for my income, you know, um, a, a couple years, like when my son was three and a half, I ended up getting divorced. And so I was able to continue doing loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped piano lessons at that point because I moved. Um, but I just focused on the mortgage loan business. And then every once in a while, there might be something trendy come along, like some kind of fun shirts, clothing or bracelets or things like that. And I just, if I'm, if I love something I'm passionate about sharing with others, um, which is kind of why we're here today. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but I continue to do mortgage loans. I actually eventually went and got my real estate license and was a realtor for a couple of years, but I decided I just liked the loans better. So I stuck with Mm. that. So I did that for about 12, almost about 12, 13 years. Fast forward. Um, um, as you know, in that industry, it can be up and down. Yeah. All right. And so I, uh, was, uh, proposed with an opportunity to, uh, step into, uh, network marketing as a wellness advocate, uh, with Dota at that time. And this was 2009. And I just, and was, especially during that time, like yeah. the market crashed, you yes, know, <laughs> right. That was an Yes. So you're like, maybe this is calling my name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to be honest, because I was the primary breadwinner at the time I had been remarried, I was so exhausted trying to do mm-hmm. what I was doing to earn money and to stay consistent with the income coming in, working commission jobs that I, I was tempted to just get one job and just be like, I'm going to work nine to five and then I'm coming home. But I was feeling so much mom guilt because here I have the son and it's my only child and really needing some more quality time. And I'm just trying to be able to make ends meet, you know, to survive and to provide for, for us. So, um, it was a heavy time. It was actually a time financially where I was the most broke I've ever been in my life. Mm. In fact, um, I've, I've told many of my team members all around the world, this story, because it kind of paints a little bit of a picture of how broke I was. And it, it was, it was this, I would go to the grocery store and I'd have about $40 a week to spend on groceries because that's all I had at that point in time. And I remember going to the store and getting a cart. I probably didn't even need a cart to be honest, but I would put a few things in the cart and then I would add it up in my head to see where I was at. And then I just remember thinking, what am I going to take out? Like what is of most necessity right now? And it was painful, right? It was, it was painful, the most painful time for me financially in my life. And I think that there were that was such a gift. It has ended up being such a gift to go through something so hard financially because it created that motivation inside of me 
I mean, it really ignited the motivation to create something different, yeah. right? And so when this opportunity was presented to me, I, I said, absolutely not. I have way too much on my plate. I am not doing another thing. My son needs me. But as I started to learn a little bit more about the compensation plan and, and the ways that I could bless other people's lives on a physical, emotional, and a financial level through natural solutions. I've always been, I always been into working out and healthy eating. I learned things like that yeah, from my wellness mom and wellness. More holistic, yeah. Maybe like, yeah. And so, so much medication yeah, and stuff like right? that. And, and I'm definitely, there's a time and a place I believe yeah. for both. Um, but to be honest, I was skeptical myself at first and I'm going, no, I'm not going to do this. This is weird. You know, <laughs> it was a little weird for me at the beginning. And, and I just said, no, and I don't have time. Right. So yeah. this is weird. I don't, my rejections were, I don't have time. I need time with my son. And, and then it kind of dawned on me one day, as I looked at everything, I really looked at it. I thought, man, I can use my number side, right? This, this loan side of me with the math that I've done for all these years and my wellness side that I absolutely love that I'm passionate about. And I can combine those two together in this business and I can be my own boss and I can create residual income by simply just teaching, educating people and helping others feel better. And so I decided I'm going to give this 90 days. Hmm. And if it is if I'm going to treat it like a real job. Cause you know, sometimes <laughs> when we have our own opportunities to grow business, we do it on the side and we, it's like, Oh, we get around to it. It's when we get around to it. That's so more you like mean a that entrepreneurship and being your own boss still requires you to treat it like a normal yeah, job. I know. Can you believe it? Can you believe that people <laughs> time and attention? Right. <laughs> and so I knew that if I treated it like a hobby, I would get hobby pay, which is mm, you're spending that's money. so good. You guys so yeah. good for spending. anything out there that you're putting energy into. Right. And, and so I just, I called my team leader and I said, okay, I'm going to quit everything else I'm doing. And I'm just going to go full wow. steam ahead. And I'm going to focus on this and only this and give it like, give it a real shot, the mm. time and attention. And after 90 days, if I'm not, if that's not progressing and growing, then I'm just going to stop and I'm going to go just get one job, show up, come back home and, you know, not have so much stress in my life and be able to have that time with my son. Well, I didn't want to have to do that. Right. I didn't want to, I wanted, yeah. I love the time freedom and the ability to set my own hours and the flexibility that, that, um, that gives and I also love the ability to create whatever amount of income that I want to create, that there's no cap on that mm -hmm. by working, um, uh, you know, for some companies, you know? And so I, I, I just started working. I started sharing, trying to help other people. I remember I, I was a, one of your, with Christy. Classes. Yeah, I was one. And, and that was actually the first time I heard of doTERRA. Mm. I was like, what is this? oil thing you know so I remember yeah. when you started yeah. it's a while that it was back in 2009 yeah. right and what's crazy is most of us don't realize we use essential oils already on a daily basis they're just toxic right because how many of us use deodorants and lotions and perfumes and household cleaners mm -hmm. and shampoos and conditioners all of those things have essential oils in them they're just uh they're a synthetic grade mm. and so when you can replace that all those things you're using with something pure yeah a certified pure therapeutic grade, which is what doTERRA is, is mm -hmm. um, then your body can process, they yeah. can process, it can uh, take it in and it can do what it needs to do. Um, yeah. Anything natural. Naturally. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. um, I think that there's so much lack of education around there. I mean that there's probably enough education, just people don't make it a priority yeah. to like, get educated on wellness and even all the foods we put into our body and what ingredients we're putting on our body yes. that really makes such a big difference. And then later down the road, everyone gets sick or has all of these yeah. illnesses. And it's like, where did this come from? It's like, well, what have you been putting on your body and what have you been eating for years? Yeah. You know? Um, but we have, um, we have a meditation room and we have uh, 
we have our doTERRA oils in there and, you know, so with a diffuser and everything. So it's obviously a great product and it's blown up, but, but can continue. I just wanted to touch base on that. that People just don't, they don't, I, I wish that more people were more passionate about learning of how important this is for your health. Yeah being proactive. And for me, I'm all about being proactive, mm-hmm. um, to, to stay healthy and uh, quite often. I mean, we don't realize how many toxins we get on a daily basis, especially just even in our bathroom with all the, all the things that we use in our bathroom, the products we use there. Right. And when the inflammation that the toxins create in mm-hmm. our body, and when there's inflammation, chronic inflammation creates sickness and disease. Mm-hmm. And so I remember seeing this visual of, you know, when the, when toxins come into our body, when things come into our body, if there's anything toxic, you know, the liver has to like process everything, but if it doesn't recognize it, it kind of encapsulates that toxin in a layer of fat. And then it pushes it as far away as possible from the vital organs as possible to protect our bodies. And so this is where we start getting the inflammation and we start putting on weight, the fat cells, all Mm. of that. And so there's easy ways to detoxify our body by just simply replacing the things we're using with natural Mm. solutions. So this is where I started to enjoy learning a little more about the oils. I went from being skeptical to, Oh my goodness, (laughs) I can, you know, I have this book I'm reading and I'm like, Oh, this, I know this person that has issue, this issue, and maybe this could help them. And I just started to share and, and my job is to teach and educate. I always tell people, my job is not to sell um, I just teach and educate and help you understand how you can, um, be able to access and get these to use in your own home. Well, so as I continue to share, needless to say, I it continued to progress. And I mean, I wasn't making a ton of money after 90 days, but I was seeing it go up. And so yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'll continue to, I'll continue to grow this, right? I see some potential here mm-hmm. and, Uh, before you know it, it just continued to grow and to grow and grow. And I was able to really start to have that time with my son that I wanted Um, and be able to have that consistent income instead of the feast or famine every month that I knew that I was going to have that money on a regular basis without being afraid. Right. So it removed so much stress for me, but I think one of the most important things And I think this is overall in business um, and being an entrepreneur is it's, we like to say that it's a a personal development program wrapped up in an essential oil business Mm -hmm. because you don't grow without personally growing and developing yourself, right? Reading books, listening to podcasts, listening, putting positive things into our minds, um, uh, letting go of things emotionally that we've been holding on to. All of these things help us grow as a person, which in turn helps us to manifest and create the business that we want. Yeah. And I remember, uh, you know, first learning about vision boarding and, you know, and manifesting and what that looks like and how you can, you know, step into that process. And one of the questions that uh, somebody had presented one day was, you know, if you are earning an extra $500 per month, what would you do with that money? And it's like, okay, you know, let's see, maybe, maybe that can help cover a car payment, you know? Yeah. Most people would say I can go buy more stuff. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, like, but you know, if, if it's like, well, maybe it will help cover a car payment or maybe some food or whatever. And then it's like, okay, if you're earning a thousand, an extra thousand dollars a month, what might that also cover? Well, it could possibly cover a mortgage payment, but nowadays, maybe not so much. Right? Yeah, it just depends, little, right? Yeah. Maybe a 2000 or a 3000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on, but back then, right. 20, yeah, 20, was, well, I guess he was, I was, that was 2009. So we're still, yeah, you've you know, been 1500 bucks. Like yeah. people were paying Quite mortgages, a, a lot of mortgages for that back then for yeah. sure. Um, and then, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, what would you do with an extra $2,000? month? Okay. Well, maybe I'd have my mortgage and my car payment. And then maybe I could put, start paying off a little bit of my debt mm-hmm. and get my debt paid off. Yeah. And then it's just, we continue, continue to ask that question and expand of, well, what, what about 5,000 extra per month? Oh, I could really get paid my debt paid off. I could actually start saving. Mm-hmm. I might be able to even start a 401k or maybe I could even go on a vacation, 
right? Yeah. And then the question of, well, what would you do with an extra 10,000? Now this is extra 10,000, right? This is after your needs are basically being met. And what would you do? And what would you do with an extra 20,000? That's amazing. And at that point, your mind expands to go, well, all of my needs are met. I'm now saving. I'm buying what I want, right? I can mm-hmm. actually go get myself a new outfit if I want or splurge on a shopping spree. Not be worried of how much the meal is yes. or, you know, right. Yeah. And you're enjoying life. Your stress levels. When you even just think of that, the stress levels immediately go down if you're struggling on a financial level. Mm-hmm. But when you start to expand of with those larger numbers without fail, every time we've done this, people say, well, I would start to help my kids more, or I would, you know, help. I would want to give more or do this for other people. And so of course we have to take care of our needs first. And that's, that's natural. And it's, it's a necessity, but the more we have, then our needs are met and we're able to go expand outside ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're able to give more to other people right which is why it's not bad to make unlimited income right Mm -hmm. because there's so much more we can do to help bless other people's lives maybe our immediate family extended family friends loved ones and even strangers right the community yeah with what we have and that right there drove me it continued to motivate me because once once I was able to make my make ends meet, then I was like, well, now, now what is my purpose? Well, mm. I want to be able to give back and, oh, I want to be able to go on a humanitarian trip. And every year doTERRA has multiple humanitarian trips you can go on. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They're, they're wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity. We pay our own way, but we get to go. And I went to Bulgaria about three years ago and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing to be in that country. I've never been there before. I was also in Romania. We were able to see the various projects that doTERRA's nonprofit organization is helping with. Um, We were able to go to an orphanage and spend time with these children and help with refurbishing some things that like the bathrooms that were just old and moldy and gross, you know, and, and paint murals and put in a garden and, and do a bunch Mm. of things that was just so rewarding. And I just, I was so fulfilled, right? I felt Mm. so much joy. And I thought, man, this is, this is it. This is reaping that reward of hard work and effort, right? Yeah. Um, Because once you have enough in your bank account, the money doesn't, doesn't bring the joy, right? It's what you do with your time and how, how you give back that, that brings those rewards. And so I, I just want to, I just want to point out that you, you know, on video and obviously the audio podcast, but as Crystal's sharing this, she, you know, her eyes are getting glossy (laughs) and tearing up because you can just feel the heart and the passion of what this meant to you. And um, so I want to point that out and, and just to rewind for just a second on the piece that is so important. And I talk to people about this when I talk about money is we have all of these blocks and belief systems based on how we grew up and the conversations we had and watched our own money in our relationship to it. And so the fact that you were able to come back from a blank canvas and say, and, and figure out that there was nothing wrong with not having a limit on how much money you could make And it allowed not only for you to be able to take care of yourself and your son, but now you got to a level where you're so passionate and your heart is in like helping the community or the world or other countries. And like, that is the purpose. Like that's the fulfillment. And I feel life, like once you can help someone else in whatever way, like that's it, you know, it's like, that is to me what life is about. And so I I want to honor that in you because I think it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, because really uh, our true purpose here in life is not to just go to work and make enough money just to make ends meet, right? (laughs) 
We have so much you more. You mean that we shouldn't just be in survival mode? No survival, right. <laughs> yeah. That is survival. There is a difference between surviving yeah. and thriving. Yes. And um, and it, it, it does start with what we think and what mm-hmm. we believe. And definitely at different times in my life, I've had those blocks to those money blocks. Um, and this is why I think it's really important to, uh, it made me think when you said that, if you have those blocks, and maybe you've gotten yourself to a point where you go, okay, yeah, I believe I can make an extra thousand bucks a month. I'm going to try to start there. Um, your belief expands the more that you take action and achieve those, um, those small um, goals, right? Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those little points that you achieve. And um, when I had first started with doTERRA, <clears throat> I had met with our CEO, Dave Sterling, and he's mm. one of the most incredible men I've ever met. I have such high respect for him. And I was sitting in his office one day and he was taking a look at my organization and the way that the, the growth that was taking place. And he said, he said, Crystal, you know, in the next five or six months, the way that um, your business is going, you will be making residually around, you know, $5,000 a month. And even though I had through doing mortgage loans at times and made 20,000 in a month or even, you know, yeah. I mean, of various um, ranges, I, to have that consistently coming in. Well, the safety it created for you, right? Yeah. I, I, I looked at him and I said, you know, Dave, I'd really like to believe that, but I have a hard time believing that right now because I was in such a, a, a low spot in my life. And he just looked at me and he smiled and he said, it's okay, Crystal. He honored where I was at with my mm. belief. He said, it's okay. You don't have to believe that. I'll believe it for you. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's one of my most favorite stories. It will always be forever changed my life in that moment because it was somebody that believed in me, mm-hmm. right. That had the faith to see something and the potential that I didn't in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so because he said that it planted a little seed of belief in me Mm -hmm. that helped me to continue to take action even more. And so he was right, right? He was right. I couldn't believe that he was right. And so that, what did that do? Instilled more belief in me. And then I'm like, well, if I could do that, then how else can I do? do, Right. And so I think that there's this process wherever we're at, like start small and go just stretch yourself a little bit, Mm -hmm. right. To go from, if you would have said, you're going to be making, you know, 50,000, I don't know if I would have even put in the effort because I'd be like, that's way too much. Yeah. You know, but it continued to grow and grow and increase belief over and over. Um, anyway, amazing. It was what a beautiful story. He's a, he's a great mentor for me. And so if, if you're struggling with a belief, I would also suggest going to somebody that you trust, somebody Mm -hmm. that you respect, somebody that is, um, that does believe in you and that has had success and that you can go to and, and that they can encourage you or help share that belief in you and, and be reminded of that. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we need that externally from somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's so important. And I think that some of the most powerful stories I've heard of people pivoting or really having a breakthrough, a lot of those do have to be with someone almost like reminding you of who you really are, you know, of like, I just exactly how, what he did for you in that moment of that's okay, but I believe, and I see much more in you. And just by that, you're, you get empowered of like, oh, wow, well, they see it in me. So that must mean something, right? Because it's someone who you respect, who you see at a higher level. And so just how important that is of just someone telling you, like, I believe in you is so powerful. Yes, it is. And I was able to take that, right. And get to the point where then I became passionate about helping my team members and sharing that I believed in them. Yes. Right. So once you have built that confidence in yourself, then we get to pay that forward and say, you know, which I encourage people like share with someone today that you believe in them. Like we need people to see us for who we are and to see our potential, no matter where we're at, no matter if we're showing up crappy in our lives right now, we need someone to show up and say, I see you. I believe in you. This is what's so great about you. You know, beautiful. And we do, we step into that, but anyway, 
So once I got, uh, went to Bulgaria, I, I remember just being there and thinking, this is such a wonderful experience, but how do I continue to serve? Right. What am I going to do? Like, I can't, you don't want it to stop there. Yeah. I want it to stop and I can't just travel every week internationally to try to, Mm -hmm. you know, do this. And the thought that just kept coming to me while I was there was find a way to serve in your own community. Hmm. Like there are so many needs right in our backyard. Yeah. Here in our community, we just have to open our eyes. Yeah. And, um, and so it was interesting because that's when I shortly after my uh, CPA reached out to me and said, Crystal, I know that you love to do service work and um, we're getting ready to have, you know, start this nonprofit organization that helps women who are survivors of human trafficking and provide aftercare services for them, rehabilitation, therapy, to help them be able to gain the skills and the competence competence and the healing they need to be able to move forward in their life, to be contributing members of society and to Mm. change their generations, right? And I said, yes, I would love to. I had no idea what that would look like. Yeah. At first I thought maybe he just wanted me to bring oils and put them on their, these women's hands you know, <laughs> so they could have the, the healthy physical touch and be yeah. able to feel loved, which, which we'll still do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I then learned um, in January that there was a great need. So since then, do you want me to talk about that? I would love, time? I would love for you to talk about that. Okay. So since then in uh, January, uh, Shirsten Stockwell who is also a founder of this nonprofit organization, Dallas Hope, she talked to me and said, would you be willing to take on this project? I had no idea what I was doing. And when I was like, yeah, sure. Yes. Let's say yes. (laughs) And this is one of those things again, where it's stretching me with my belief, right? I've never done, you know, this kind of work before to this, at at this level by any means. And so, um, but I said, yes. But what really touched me was to hear the story of Faith. And Faith is the visionary, this woman behind the creation of Dallas Hope nonprofit. Faith was uh, living in Mexico, age 13. She had terrible family life, very abusive. She had a man uh, start courting her at age 13. That's pretty young, right? Um, uh, Appeared to be... Uh, you know, act as if he was her boyfriend, uh, promised, uh, wanted to take her to New York city to meet his family, he said, and to give, you know, to have a better life there. And so she agreed and she left, they left, like she left her family. And shortly after she got to New York city, she finds out that, um, he's wanting to her to that. He's, he's a trafficker and is wanting to put her into prostitution and to human trafficking. And she was terrified. She resisted. She said, no way. Um, But she was, she was forced. She was put into a very vulnerable situation, um, forced drugs, you know, just all of these horrific things that happen that we don't even want to think happen in today's world. It's human trafficking in today's world is far worse than slavery. We had clear back then, right? It's but a lot of it's done behind the scenes. And so it's not so underground, it's so underground. And, and this just this woman, man, she endured so much, right. Um, to the point where they were trafficking her out in 15 minute increments throughout the day, sometimes upwards of 60 times a day. And these, and which is, it's just heartbreaking, right? Mm. It's horrific. It's unfathomable. I can't even like my brain has like the hardest time just processing something like that. Yes. Overwhelming. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and most of the time this was violent, um, violent trafficking Mm. because of the way that, you know, these people hiring out thought, right. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a little bit more extreme. And so she would get beat up quite a bit you know, and, um, she, so she started looking for a way to try to escape Mm -hmm. and she, she had told her traffickers, you know, I will be the one to bring you down. Like I will bring you down. I am not going to let this continue to happen. Wow. And 
Yeah. Brave. She's so brave. She reminds me Seriously. of a little Harriet Tubman, right? That's like, I am going to escape. I don't know, care what I have to do, but I, I will, will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so she um, was able to escape initially. And because she had nowhere to go, she's right there. I think um, the, the, her traffickers found her and then beat yeah. her so badly to prove to her that she would never, ever want to leave them again. Right. And, um, she, so as she continued, you know, for a few years going through this process, one day, again, she was able to escape. She, I just learned yesterday, in fact, actually that at some point, I don't know where she was at, but she watched a documentary of a woman who had been trafficked and how she escaped. Wow. And how one person who escapes actually affects a thousand people. And she was inspired by this woman and thought, well, if this woman can do it, then I can too, right? Wow. Which is why we need uh, mentors and people that are inspire us to, yeah. to help us have that hope. And she was able to escape again, uh, made it to a police station. Uh, while she was there, I mean, she speaks three different languages now. Uh, English is her third language, but she didn't speak any, any English then. And they didn't speak wow. any Spanish. And so they, they, she, they can even figure out like how to feed her, what to, you know, do for her. They were, I mean, I don't know why they didn't have someone that was there to translate, but anyway, there was just quite a process and they eventually put her into, you know, uh, a women's uh, shelter. But after certain periods of time, mm. they, they released you. They don't, they only let you stay for a certain time. And then, um, and then you have to find somewhere else to go yeah and at some point she was able to connect to uh, a woman there in new york city that was a hispanic uh, politician and she was able to call um uh, uh this foundation and have them come and pick her up and rescue her wow and they brought her to utah and put her with a host family immediately to help her and she, at this point, you think about everything she's been through, which we, we can't even imagine at this point or have a clue of all the details. Yeah. But what we do know is she needs to learn English. She can't just be shipped back to Mexico because now she's a key witness for a huge, yes, for a yeah. huge trafficking ring Yeah, um, that they need her here for. So she needs to be able to, to learn English. She needs to develop skills because all during this time when she should have been going to school and learning, um, um, you know, adult skills as a teenager, learning, um, even, you know, working through emotional things, developing emotionally as a teenager, she wasn't getting any of this. And so the skills that she, wow. she started having to, you know, rely on these, all these different people in different places to, um, get her these needs met and to be able to rehabilitate. And she started going through clinical therapy and then she needed medical attention because her jaw was broken so bad. Oh my gosh. Had heal, you know, had, had, she, she's had to go through multiple surgeries as a result of that. And so luckily there have been people to help, but you know, this couple she had initially come to stay with, she calls mama Sharon, Papa Matt. Mm. And, um, they gave her hope. They gave her hope. And they just took such good care of her. And luckily Matt spoke Spanish. And so he could speak to her. And, and um, she, she came to them one night or one, yeah, one evening and she's crying and, and Cher says, what, what's wrong? And she said, we need to help these other women. Mm. She's like, okay, well, what do you mean? And she goes, we need a place that they can come and they can heal and they can have everything all in one site to get the help that they need. Um, and, and she says, okay, you know, and she's thinking, okay, this is in the future. Maybe after, uh, you know, faith has faith has continued to go to school or she's yeah. received her own heat treatment and help. And, you know, this is down the road. And she goes, no, we need to do it now. Wow. And that's where the vision of Dahlia's hope was created. And they immediately started putting, putting efforts towards this. I also learned just last so night amazing. that typically nonprofit organizations take 12 to 18 months to get set up. Yeah. 
it got approved so within I a know. month. Wow. Yeah. So last year they started, they were able to miraculously acquire small farm in Highland, Utah, three acres, which was great. There's a small house there. Some of these traffickers need housing. Some of them don't, but most that come there, uh, they do need healing. They do need skills taught yeah. to them. And so they have a farm where, because we know that with animal therapy, it helps lower serotonin levels. It helps with, um, calming it. It's, um, it's, it's a wonderful type of therapy, right? But they have a need because of, because it's just getting going to develop this farm. But most importantly, because of the winters in Utah being cold, they need something that these women can have all year long, right on site where they can continue those, these therapies and learning these skills they need. And so they are um, creating an indoor therapy arena where they'll have multiple rooms in there where they can, um, they can do recreational all therapy, all of these things and bring in the apple, the apples, bring in the apples, <laughs> <laughs> bring in the animals, yeah, yeah. you know, well, they um, are, they are a healthy thing too. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And so, so um, this is the project they asked me to help with and said, is, Hey, you know, uh, that is amazing. And like, what a beautiful and important cause, you know, to get involved in. And it's so crazy. Cause you can see the, you get this idea of what the darkness and how deep it can get in, in this world and how it can just be seriously just in our backyard you yeah. know and people think of human trafficking being this international thing and it is but it also happens a lot nationally the majority in the united states isn't that insane yeah. it makes me yeah. sick sick right and unfortunately of those um traffickers reported there are very few that are reported and the ones that are reported there's over a million that have been reported and of wow. those million, there's only, there's only a couple of, of aftercare places in the nation. There's only a total of over about a thousand beds That's that insane. are available for these traffic. Yes. yes. Wow. And so it's such a huge need, you know, That's crazy that there's only that like small amount of places for people to go after going through like such a heart in like incredibly hard situation. I, I can't even imagine, you know, what faith and other women like that have gone through and, um, in what an incredible project and initiative that you're a part of, like, I'm sure that, I mean, I can see why you jumped right in and then learning more and more about it. You're like, of course I can help with this fundraiser. And so tell me a little bit about the goal of the fundraiser and I know that anyone listening to this is going to want to help support in any way because of you even just sharing Faith's story and how this whole thing was created. Um, So tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so um, the cost they're looking at is between 200 to 250,000 for this arena. And it will be a huge blessing for these these women. The other thing that I wanted to mention is even though some of them aren't housed there, say they um, come there initially for some help. And at some point, uh, you know, they, they seem to be thriving and doing uh, better, you know, and then maybe a few years down the road, maybe they have some kind of life change happen mm-hmm. and it kind of triggers them or something. They then have any, they can come back at any point. Oh, wow. And this is one of the, the stipulations that Faith said was, I, I want it to be an an ongoing thing that at any point they can come back and continue to receive help. So that's, that's key. And that's where this arena is going to continue to help people, but it's, it's a, it's a, you know, about a $250,000 arena. We are looking to raise half of that because um, as a doTERRA wellness advocate, one of the, our greatest blessings that we have is being part of doTERRA is to select a charity of our choice that we want to help mm. that's outside of doTERRA period. Yeah. And um, doTERRA's nonprofit organization called doTERRA's Healing Hands, they will match up to a certain, they will match 100% of what you raise for that's amazing. this, uh, for your project, right? Yeah. 
the only stipulation is you've got to, you can only um, do $15,000. So it's 15,000 and they'll match 15,000 like that. However, because doTERRA really wants to be able to see this take place in the community, they went ahead and offered an exception. And I was able to gather a committee of other wellness advocates where each of them were able to submit for a $15,000 match. That's amazing. Right? Yes. Because I'm thinking, well, Dude. I can raise my 15 and that gets 30, but I'm still short 200,000, right? <laughs> and so when they That's offered amazing. that exception, I was just in tears. I'm like, okay, this is possible. That's you amazing. know. And so with a group of us together and all, all, all of us going out and sharing this with others, it just makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And so the immediate need we have right now, because a lot of people will say, well, what can I do to help? You know, I want to come to the farm and I want to serve and I want, and there are definitely those opportunities that are available um, on a smaller um, scale um, at the time being, for the time being. And there will be more in the future that um, uh, uh, opportunities to serve right there at the farm. But the immediate need right now is really just the monetary donations. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we're striving to, to raise my 15,000, um, at least by, you know, September 15th. Yeah. And because my, my, mine is the first project. And so it's like the foundation of the, the arena of the yeah. fundraiser. And so they can start, they can start with awesome. things once, once this is raised, because we'll, that match will take place. Yeah. So when I saw Crystal just a couple of weeks ago and she told me about this, of course, my heart is just like exploding of wanting to do something about this and also make a difference. And I'm sure that many of you listening to this uh, want to help as well. And so Crystal, how could, how could our listeners actually be able to help donate to help you race and the goal that you want to? Yeah, so it's super easy. We just created a fundraising link. Um, you can um, access it, you know, two ways. The first way is really to go to my website, which is bluestobliss.com. And um, that's B-L-U-E-S-T-O. And then bliss, B-L-I-S-S, bluestobliss.com. That's like me going from rags to riches, right? Being able to move through my hard oh, stuff to that. living a life of bliss. Yeah. You know, being down in the dump to, to living a life of joy. So blues to bliss.com. And there's a, a drop down that, or there's a tab that says Dahlia's hope fundraiser. And right there, you can click there. There's a video, a short little video. And um, there's a spot that says donate. There's three different ways to donate, but there's a spot right there. that says donate today. And you can donate there. Now I wanted to real quickly, there's a doubt. They, when they created their logo, the Dahlia's flower, this is one of my most favorite things actually, mm. is if you see the colors there, there's such symbolism. So apparently the Dahlia flower is from a certain place in Mexico. They didn't really mm. realize this when they were, she'd initially picked the Dahlia flower, but she just loves flowers. Wow. Faith does. But in the color of their logo, there's various Dahlia flower or Dahlia colors of flowers, right? And in the center, um, is it's like a dark burgundy, almost like a black that represents betrayal. Oh, and it's the only negative connotation to any Dahlia flower color, but the others outside of that represent new beginnings, Mm. courage, strength. And I can't remember what the other one was, but it, I loved it because it's like, even through the worst betrayal that they could have ever gone through, right? Mm -hmm. This is what they can gain are those new beginnings, the strength and the new life that they deserve. So you'll see that Dahlia flower and just notice that. And I just, I get so excited Mm -hmm. when I see it because that's what it represents. Right. But that is probably the easiest way to donate or. Yeah. um, We'll, we'll make sure that to have the link on our, um, information when we post, you know, when we post this. So you guys on this description, you're going to see the link where you can really quickly, you know, take a couple of minutes and donate and anything is helpful. You know, you, even if it's $10 today uh, or 500 or thousands, like whatever you can contribute will make a big difference. And I'm just so grateful you reached out to me to, you know, have us become a part of this project. And um, my company, we're going to go and actually be volunteers at the farm in October. We have our, our date set. Um, and we're also going to contribute monetarily 
And I just wanted to help, you know, just get anyone who is touched by this story um, and put a voice out there to help you in this project. I think it's a beautiful and very important thing that we can do. And how amazing that the farm's going to be right here in Highland, yes. you know, in our state, in our backyard, um, that this can become a healing space for such darkness and that we can be a part of something that will continue on for years and years and years and years. And that's to me, like where you leave a legacy, you know, people always talking about like, how do you leave a legacy? And everyone wants to, and it's like, it's in those little moments like that, where you actually make a, an impact for generations to come. And so yeah. I am, and all of you, I think your heart is so beautiful and big, and I'm so glad you've had such the success you've had and uh, such a great example for other people out there, you know, women and men that you can uh, not have any limits on the amount of money you can make and be able to help give back and make a difference in people's lives. And so you're amazing and beautiful. And I want to thank you for being here today. And everyone, let's help her reach her goal. Yeah, because this is something that is very powerful and so important. So um, I would like for everyone who this lands for or on that you're able to somehow help contribute to this cause. So again, we'll have the link attached to the information that and when we post this and let's let's continue helping our community. That's awesome. Thanks. And where else do you get a hundred percent return on your money for donation, right? Yeah. Whatever you sure. give, it's going to be doubled. So it's going to be yes, like, if you I think I'm going to contribute matched. 25, it's like you're donating 50, right? If I'm going to donate 2000, it's like I'm donating 4,000. Yes. You know? Keep so, that in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's tax write-off, right? I love tax it. Tax write-off too. So as business owners, we need those and like those as well. Yeah. But I, I thank you so much for, yeah. for being willing to have it's me on pleasure. today, Nudia, and for being willing to share your heart also is so beautiful and so big. And so thank I'm you. grateful, grateful to Aww, you. Thanks girl. Yeah. And just to finish our, you know, our episode today, if the listeners would love to continue seeing your journey, um, where could they follow you? Like, is there a social media platform? Uh, how could they connect with you that way? Yeah. So, um, my handle on Instagram is from blues to bliss. Um, or you can follow me on my website as well. I have educational events, virtual events on there, um, a variety of things that I post on there regularly, weekly, um, that you can access from there. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, everyone. Let's help our community give back. And remember that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So have a great day, everyone. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.